Well, his name is Ryan and he can't wipe his ass. Let me tell you one thing, he'll sure make you laugh. He's a comic by night and he's really quite the lad. And I bet that you'll find his comedy's pretty rad. He likes Wu-Tang and Star Wars and boobs, to name a few. He'll tell you all about it while he takes a poo. Now on to the show, it's time for some laughs from Ryan LaChance. And the people who wipe my ass There we go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 16 of Ryan LaChance and the people who wipe my ass. Once again, I'm with my beautiful co-host, Angie. Say hi, Angie. Hello. Okay, people. On today's episode, uh, I'm doing this with an extremely heavy heart, and I don't even know if I'm going to be able to get through this. So if we do end up posting it, awesome. If not, episode 16 will be in two weeks. Or whenever we do the next one. Um, but I don't know how I'm going to start this. I lost not only a friend, not only a colleague, not only someone who I consider a family member, but the world lost one of the greatest human beings I know. Um, one of the kindest, one of the sweetest, one of the most empathetic and interesting people I've ever met in my life. His name was Matt Billen, or actually Blinsky, but everybody knew him as Matt Billen because that was his show name. Um... And unfortunately, Matt passed due to suicide. And for those of you that listen to this podcast, you know that I battled with my own mental health and anxiety issues over the last 42 years I've been on the planet. And this one get way too close to home. So if you'll bear with me, I would just like to share stories about Matt and just keep his spirit alive, even if it's only in in this podcast. Um, I have to start talking about it publicly because for the last few days since it's happened, I haven't said much about the whole situation, and I figured, well, I'd do a podcast, and I have the ability to share what's on my mind in the podcast, so if anything, this podcast is going to be the stepping stone to me healing and if I get to share some pretty cool fucking stories about my friend while doing it, then great. So here we go. 
I was really trying to figure out what story I was going to start with. And I think I'm going to start with the one that I told my caregiver, Emma, who's been on the podcast before. Shout out to Emma. What's up? Uh, <laughs> I, uh, so Emma and I were talking while I was on the toilet taking a poop, which is appropriate for the podcast, <laughs> um, about how Matt would start every show when we're on the road with me. He knew that he loved Guns N' Roses, but I couldn't fucking stand them. So, <laughs> so we found uh, Common Ground, and he would play Spoon Man by Soundgarden, and he'd lean in really close. He'd put my forehead against his forehead. We'd be listening to the song, and then halfway through the song, he'd look up, get this stupid shit in and green on his face, and then slap me as hard as he could. <laughs> and then he'd be like, let's go do the fucking show. <laughs> that's how we would start every show on the road. Um, and I'm going to miss doing that with him. I'm going to miss just him harassing my caregivers on the road and messing with their heads, <laughs> telling, um, pretending to be the police, <laughs> and saying that he... Smelt weed coming from the hotel room. <laughs> and that there was going to be someone, a constable knocking on the door um, in 10 minutes. <laughs> and he'd have my caregiver panicking and shitting themselves. Um, <laughs> he would also make me carry all the weed when we were on tour because he justified the fact that I was in a wheelchair and nobody would give me any trouble. <laughs> If I got caught with a pound and a half of weed in my backpack. Um, I just love the guy, man. Like, I don't know. This is fucking hard. I'm sorry. Sorry, Mama. I know you, like, you swear too much. I'm trying oh, not to, but... Don't apologize. Oh, I'm not. Mama knows that <laughs> she don't have to listen if she don't want to. Um... But, I don't know. Everybody uh, sees Matt Billen a certain way. They either see them as as a family member, like his brother and sister, his mom, who are all amazing people, and my heart goes out to them. Or there's the comedy community that saw Matt as, like, one of the, Easily one of the best comics in Canada. One of the most fun and empathetic and interesting people to work with. That just gave a shit about comedy. And if you were funny, Matt could get along with you. But if you didn't think you were funny or you couldn't hang per se, he would just razz you and harass you until you became good enough. <laughs> so it was like a really reverse... Mr. Miyagi situation. <laughs> but thank God I never had to paint his pants or anything like that. Or, or wax on, wax off, or anything <laughs> like that. I mean, if my arms worked, he'd probably make me do that shit. He'd give me the whiff and lower microphones and, <laughs> you know, I guess mm-hmm. you'd see him doing that shit. But. And then other people just saw him as their friend, you know? Yeah. For me... 
he fit every category. When I found that he passed, I felt like part of me died too. He was the first comic that ever believed in me enough to take me on the road. Uh, and he took me everywhere. Like, yeah. I probably did. I was try, try, I was talking to a mutual friend of ours this morning, and we were discussing like how many shows I did with Matt over the over the 14, 15, 16 years that I knew him. Um, and honestly, it's probably like over a thousand, easy. And they were some of the best times I ever had. I remember this one time, um, I'm, I was doing shows with them on the Laugh Shop Tour. And on the Laugh Shop Tour, you would do Red Deer, Cranbrook, Regina, Saskatoon, and Calgary, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, not in that order. That's yeah. Really fucked up way to go across <laughs> the country. <laughs> Logistically, it doesn't make sense to go in that order, but... And we were in Cranbrook, B.C. It was the middle of winter. And anyone that's been to Cranbrook, B.C. that's flown into Cranbrook realizes that their airport is one giant room. It's <laughs> divided by a red rope. And you're either on one side of the red rope because you're arriving or you're on the other side of the red rope because you're departing. So, um, and he, there was no... Um, accessible transit from the town of Cranbrook to the airport because the airport was out of the jurisdiction of their quote-unquote handy dirt services. Mm -hmm. So Matt had to take me in his car, um, which anyone that's been in his car would realize it was full of snacks and wet wipes. Like, (laughs) Matt Matt was the... (laughs) Matt was the... That was a true road comic. Like, the guy had so many fucking wet wipes. He had more wet wipes than some of the single moms I know. Like, shit. Like, I, I don't even... <laughs> whenever he fed me, he was always prepared with a wet wipe. Like, whenever he was, like, feeding me anything, he's like, don't worry, bro, I got your back. I'll <laughs> just take care of that, you know? And he, like, wiped the corner of my mouth with a fucking wet wipe. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's... Yeah, I had so many wet wipes, man. I just anyway, that's totally sidetrack of the story. But so anyway, we're we're in Cranbrook, and my caregiver and myself and Matt are trying to get me out of the vehicle, and Matt was just dropping me off. So he parked in the in no parking loading zone because it was the closest to the curb. But he's like, "Fucking, I'm just dropping you off, and then I'm taking off, and I'll meet you." I was supposed to meet him in uh, Regina the next weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Or Saskatoon, whichever one we did first. I can't remember. It doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. Um, and uh, anyway, so they're lifting me out of the van. It's the middle of winter. And all of a sudden, people uh, start going into the airport and coming out. Like, when we first showed up, yeah, there was nobody there. Like, it was dead silent. And now people are starting to show up, and they're they're trying to get me out of the car, and it's really awkward because I'm a really big guy, and his car was really low, so they're trying to get me out, and then all of a sudden, in classic Ryan, uh, my pants drop, so now my <laughs> <laughs> my ass is 
buried to the wind. It's like minus 30 outside. There are people coming and going. I'm just like in my in my glory with my pants around my ankles. And <laughs> Matt realizes that my pants are on my ankles. So he quickly runs around to the other side to help my caregiver like pull my pants up and put me in the wheelchair. And uh, in his in his in his haste to do so, he shut his car door. But he was trying to keep me warm, so he had the car running with the heat on. And uh, so now he locked his car, his keys in his car. Oh no! With the vehicle running in a loading and no parking zone <laughs> at the Cranberg Airport. At, <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. It was one of the greatest. And my pants are around my ankles. <laughs> my dick's flapping in the wind and my ass is bare to the world. So um, that's one of my favorite stories. <laughs> what did you guys do? <laughs> well, they pulled my pants up. And luckily, the four maintenance people that work for the airport helped Matt, uh, Jimmy, his window open so we could get turn off his car. <laughs> and... <laughs> and save the environment. But, um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that I still owe Matt half a tank of gas because of that situation. <laughs> but, yeah. Aww. Just one of the many cool stories. I have more. We're just going to keep going in the next one because... Yeah. Fuck it. It's my podcast. I can do whatever I want. Absolutely. Um, the, the next one is... Uh, anyone that's... Seeing Matt and myself work together on the same show, if we have enough time, I always share this story with the audience because it's still one of my favorite uh, stories with Matt. And then there's two parts to this story. So in the first part, we're in Calgary. Again, it's in the middle of winter um, because it seems like in Canada, it's always winter. Uh, <laughs> so... <laughs> It's in the middle of winter, and we're, we're between shows at the Laugh Shop in Calgary. And uh, we're outside smoking a joint. He's sitting on a snow drift, holding the joint to my lips. And a cop car rolls up, and they put the spotlight on us. And um, in my comedic mind... I was like, this would be a perfect time to fuck with Matt <laughs> for all the times he's done stupid shit to me on the road. <laughs> so I look at the cop. The cop looks at me. I look at the cop. And I start yelling at the top of my lungs, Officer, officer, he's making me smoke marijuana cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm in a wheelchair. Come help me. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> Needless to say, the cops, like, freaked the fuck out, came running over by this point, and they go to grab him, and they throw him against the car, and they're patting him down, and they're giving him shit, and they're like, how dare you do that? Like, he's already in wheelchair, trying to fuck up his brain anymore, because they're, they're Rob Ross has been bought cops. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> at this point, I'm just pissing my pants laughing, because <laughs> he's looking over his shoulder at me, like, are you going to say something? And... <laughs> Finally, I was like, honestly, officer, I'm just fucking with you. I'm just fucking with my friend. If you look up, you might notice that both our faces are on the marquee above my head, like we're, we're comedians from out of town. Yeah. 
Like, I'm just messing with you, just messing with my friend. <laughs> it was, anyway. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> these cops were so impressed with us that there was about 45 minutes before the, the, the show started, and their shift was just about to end. So they both came back in street clothes and watched the like show that we were on. Oh, so awesome. Just because we, uh, they were so impressed uh-huh. that I would fuck with them so much. <laughs> I still don't feel guilty about that at all. No. Um, no. <laughs> no, because Matt used to, like, seriously, uh, he would do really cool things, though, too. Like, the first time I, I did my first really big show on the road where, where he was hosting and I got the headline, he knew that I didn't drink. Um, so he did, he wasn't like, oh, I'm going to buy you a bunch of drinks, we're going to celebrate. Uh, he knew that I loved Reese peanut butter cups. So he had a whole gift basket with various Reese peanut butter cup products delivered <laughs> to my hotel room at, in celebration of my first, like, big headline set on the road. So, <laughs> I mean, for the amount of times that that guy fucked with me, and made me pack around his weed and been, been his drug mule. Um, <laughs> he also had a very kind heart. Yeah. He would often show up at my mom's house on Thanksgiving or, uh, or like Easter or Christmas dinner. He'd be there. Um, he was just a wonderful person. When, whenever he was on the road and he was coming through town, he always made sure to stay with me for a couple nights, and uh, it was he just he was just a fun guy to be around. He would phone me and keep me accountable to writing material and writing jokes. Like he, it didn't matter what time it was. He'd be like phoning me to be like, "You should be thinking something funny. Have you written it down? Are you when's your next show? Are you doing a show?" You should do three more this week. <laughs> Stuff like that. Like, yeah. Aw. He honestly believed in me when other people didn't. So, and he was always promoting me to like other bookers around North America and the world. Like every, no matter where he was, people would always tell me that, you know, man, he really spoke highly of you. He always brought you up, and I've heard that at least. I don't know, 30, 40 times over the last couple of days from people. Some people I barely even know or I met once or mm-hmm. I just even know their name. They're, everybody's reaching out to me to tell me how much uh, like I meant to Matt and how much he loved me. And it's, it's a fucking shame he's gone. It is a shame. So, so part of the reason I wanted to do the podcast today was so I could share stories about Matt, but also so we can discuss how important mental health and going for help when you need help and all that stuff is important. Absolutely. Because Matt struggled with addiction and depression for a really, really long time, and it was a lot worse than you went on. Even to the people that loved him, like, I had no idea how bad it was. Yeah. And I just I just wanted to say 
to anyone that's listening or might listen in the future, if you need help, get help. Yeah. Right? If you can't do it for yourself, do it for the people that care about you. Be, but in the end, you have to do, like, you'll find a way to do it for yourself because it's that old adage, like, Manny always wanted to help people and he would, like I said, give the, give me the shirt off his back or, in our case, give the microphone that's in his hand yeah. to other people. <laughs> Um, but you're no good to yourself or to other people if you aren't good to yourself first. Yeah. And that's one thing Matt, unfortunately, struggled with being good to himself. And I think that's what really... led to what happened. And I'm not going to talk about specifics because it's not my place to say anything publicly. But I just wish he was here still. Yeah. Mm. It's things like this that teach us too to, like, I know we've reached out, we've talked a couple of times in the last few days and just made it a normal thing to be like, I love you, right? Like, yeah. tell, tell your friends that you love them and, and yeah. you know, and check on your friends, especially during the pandemic, during everything that's going on. It seems like addiction's just been on the rise and, yeah. you know. But also don't use, we, if we come out of this pandemic and things get normalized again, don't lose that ability to check in on people. I yeah. Think, I think this is just a, a starting point for people to realize that you do need to check on the people you love. Mm-hmm. They need the... Even if it's just as simple, I was thinking about you today and I want to check in and see how you're doing. Or just say, have a great day to yeah. somebody. Yeah. You know, even that helps. Like, they might, for all you know, it couldn't help a random stranger. Like, now I make a habit of, like, when I go for walks and stuff, which I do a lot now, and then try and get out. But I make a habit of, like, saying hello to everybody that crosses my path, whether I think they want to hear it or not. Mm-hmm. Because you never know how little or how much a hello means until you give one, you know? Yep, absolutely. Oh, man. It's tough, Ryan. I don't know. Like, I've been worried about you and about, you know, I, I've, I only met Matt a couple of times, and he was always so kind, and he was always so sweet, and he was really really sweet to you so I know how much he meant to you <laughs> and you meant to him yeah man even always say I'll do anything for you bud but I'm never gonna wipe your ass <laughs> 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 but I still want to be on your podcast <laughs> you know I say I'll, I'll pay someone to wipe your ass though but I'm like okay <laughs> yeah he, he'd make sure it got done yeah yeah for sure 
He understood the importance of a good bowel movement. It's <laughs> <laughs> fucking wet naps, though. <laughs> the amount of wet naps. <laughs> <laughs> it was disturbing. It's like, <laughs> it's like he ran like a... I was looking for orange slices and granola bars, too, because I could have sworn... He was like a youth soccer coach or something because he had so many fucking wet That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, man. He wouldn't even go out of his way if he'd be on the road somewhere in the world and he came across like something cool with Wu-Tang Clan on it. He'd buy it for me and just like bring it to me when he was back off tour and he was coming through town. Mm-hmm. Like so many of the Wu-Tang Clan... Uh, Pieces of memorabilia, their clothing or hats, or pictures or stickers or whatever, have come from Matt because he knew how much I love Wu Tang Clan. He was just a really considerate human being. Yeah. You know, they always say the good ones leave early and the old shitty bastards live forever. Well, I understand why he's no longer with us in that regard, but at the same time, I just wish he was an old shitty bastard so I'd get more time with him. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. It's so hard. I I'm I'm totally at a loss for words. Like it I I just I don't I don't know I don't know what to say. I uh, the only thing that I can do is try and be there for you as a friend and make sure you know how much you mean to me. <laughs> and you you do that, Angie, and I really do appreciate it. Yeah. I just don't, I don't feel like it's enough. I, I don't know what to, like, I don't know, I can't even imagine what people who are close to him are going through, what you're going through, and... Well, what's wonderful is his closest friends and family have reached out to me. Yeah. And told me how important I was to Matt and let me share my love and appreciation for Matt. So that's been really wonderful because I often feel like even though I'm really well-loved, it's hard to acknowledge that sometimes mm-hmm. until you hear it from from other people. And it's a really beautiful thing to think that like uh, his friend Peter and I are probably... The, the two closest people to him. Mm-hmm. And Peter's like, he was talking to me the other day, and he said, you're my new Matt, and I'm your new Matt. Like, if uh-huh. you... Yeah. And, uh, that really meant a lot. Yeah. He's like, if you ever need anything, I will be there. And uh, I said the same thing to him, like, and we were even talking about, like, the the memorial show that we're doing for him on December 11th. And Peter was telling me that he wasn't ready to to do that yet. And yep. to be quite honest with you, I don't know if I am yeah. either. But I said to him, I'm like, listen, I need you to be there. And right away he's like, okay, yeah, I'll be there. Mm-hmm. And I felt the same way. Like, I don't know how we're going to get through the show. I don't know what... The show's gonna be, but I just know that the only way that I could truly celebrate Matt 
is stepping on the stage somewhere and just telling a bunch of dick jokes. <laughs> I think that would mean a lot to him. I honestly do. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's what he wanted for me. Mm-hmm. He wanted me to, like, have this cult following and these groupies and <laughs> all that shit. <laughs> He's like, you're a funny motherfucker. Just spread your gift with the world. So. That's good. Yeah. Does it give you some sense of drive to to continue. get it to continue because I know you've you've questioned <laughs> things <laughs> so I mean just knowing how much it meant to him and you know yes right simple answer is yes yes absolutely now whether it leads to anything for me we'll see but Um, I have to give it a try, so I have to keep going. Absolutely. So, that being said, <coughs> check out my TikTok channel. We got two. We got Real Apparel on TikTok. That's R-H-E-A-L-A-P-P-A-R-E-L on TikTok, and that's for my apparel company. And we also have LaShance Ryan... Which is just my first and last name backwards, all one word. That's on TikTok, and a lot of my jokes are now on social media because with the pandemic, it's hard for me to actually get out to clubs and do work. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, if you wouldn't want me to spread my laughter any which way I could. So, check that shit out. And yeah. Yeah. And go to realapparel.com and buy yourself some Christmas presents because. I got bills to pay, and I make, <laughs> I make really cool shit. So and it's really comfortable. Yeah, it's real comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> real comfortable. Yes. <laughs> oh. oh, that's fantastic, Ryan. I think, yeah, we're, uh, I mean, you talk as long as you want. We're kind of at the point where, you know, we usually wrap <laughs> things up. But I want you to use this time to... Talk about whatever you want to talk about. Just, uh, I'll end it with this. If anyone out there is feeling like they need to talk to somebody or they need help, reach out. Don't wait till it's too late. Don't put yourself in the position that Matt put us in where it was too late for him. Matt wouldn't want that for anyone else. So just love yourself enough and love the people around you to go for fucking help. So Angie and I are going to put a couple links to different organizations that you can contact if you're someone listening to this podcast right now and needing help. Just go get it, please. I love you all. And thanks for listening to the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Was that a good bell? Yeah, it felt awesome. (laughs) I feel better now. All right.